welcome to the Legal Merry-Go-Round, where you can learn to avoid the downs and savor the ups. Here, 40-year veteran attorney Paul Samico will entertain you and help you understand the law in areas we might all face. Brushes with the police? Oh boy. Family disputes? Oh no. An injury and accident situations? Ouch. And now, here's Paul. Welcome to the Fender Bender Friday edition of the Legal Merry-Go-Round. I am your host, Attorney Paul Samico. And as the name implies, Fender Bender, it is always about money and what compensation is owed to people who have suffered the wrongs of others. Today, it is not about car accidents. It's about treating students badly. Yes, what consequence financially is there for those who treat students badly? Before I get to our show this morning, I want to share a a great shout out and thank you to the Legal Writing Launch. This is a course in legal writing that you can take. There are three different levels of classes that you can take taught by Professor Bev Myers, who uh, was a lawyer for decades in the California Attorney General's office. Quite impressive, Miss Myers. And now she's a law professor in the Bay Area. She teaches students in her classes, and this is outside of the law school, to think and write clearly and concisely. And you might say, well, I'm not involved in the law, but you don't need to be. If you'd like to learn how to think and communicate with others in a better way, this is for you. Go to LegalWritingLaunch.com and make sure you put in the Legal Merry-Go-Round in the coupon code discount area and you get 10% off. Or you can just simply email uh, Professor Bev. Her email is Bev at LegalWritingLaunch.com. So again, thank you, Bev, for being my sponsor for this. I greatly appreciate it. So today, I want to get to uh, the concept of treating students badly. And there are a lot of ways that, you know, uh, this can happen both by other students and by teachers and administrators and counselors. So I've got different categories, and I want to just share with you why it is that in the school environment, everybody should be left alone to do their thing and to enjoy the education that they're there to get, and they shouldn't be bullied or in any other way harmed. Disability harassment in Illinois in 2006, a jury verdict of $400,000 after a high school student masturbated in front of a seven-year-old disabled student while another student urged the seven-year-old to engage in sexual contact with the masturbating student. The child suffered post-traumatic stress disorder and threatened to commit suicide. What sicko little kid doing that in front of a seven-year-old disabled little, little student? That's disgusting. In Tennessee, In 2012, a jury award of $300,000, a classmate 
hit a disabled student in the eye with a book while the teacher was out of the room. The injury required four surgeries and left the student legally blind in one eye. The plaintiff and his mother had reported prior incidents of bullying and teasing. You know, <laughs> pay attention, teacher. Pay attention, administrator. These things should not happen uh, once. Okay, what is that expression? Once, shame on me. Twice, shame on you. In New York in 2015, physical assault based on race and religion. A young junior high school student, a Muslim from Trinidad, was physically harassed and assaulted for being a terrorist and taking people's jobs. A junior high school kid, can you imagine? Primarily being bullied by four students for over two years, the boy left the school system and then became homeschooled. The aggressors were found guilty of hate crimes in juvenile court proceedings and a civil verdict of $300,000. More on physical assaults based on race and religion. A $150,000 verdict in 2015 in Ohio. Uh, biracial and African-American children reported racial slurs and harassment by other students in and outside of school, race, racial, racist, excuse me, graffiti, and a racist Instagram post using racial slurs. The complaints included allegations of racism at both middle and high schools. Absolutely disgusting. I mean, what's wrong with some of these kids? Anti-Semitic harassment in New York in 2015 $4.48 million and injunctive relief. Injunctive relief just basically means they can't do this anymore. Five Jewish students were subjected for years to severe and pervasive anti-Semitic harassment in uh, Pine Bush Central School District. The harassment included anti-Semitic name-calling and taunts, Holocaust jokes, threats, physical violence, coins being thrown out or shoved in the mouths of Jewish children, Hitler salutes and swastika graffiti. The students and their parents complained over and over and over again to school officials, but to no avail. Little to no discipline was imposed on the harassing students and the district failed to take action to address the rampant and systemic harassment. $4.48 million verdict against the school system. I hope they paid through their teeth. Indiana, verbal harassment in 2010, a verdict of $100,000. Fellow high school student and band member sexually harassed and spread sexual rumors about a plaintiff because she would not go out with him. Oh, boo-hoo-hoo, get over it. She alleged that school administrators failed to take meaningful steps to protect her from the harassment, even after the alleged harasser graduated from high school. The school social worker sent a letter alerting the administration to the effects that the harassment had on plaintiff's emotional health. But the principal allegedly told the social worker that she was acting unprofessionally. 
Oh, yeah, right. What kind of nut job administrator was that? When the alleged harasser graduated, the band director invited him back as an assistant, but his presence at the school greatly upset the plaintiff. Well, of course, the alleged perpetrator's mother, who continued to volunteer at band functions after her son graduated, allegedly also harassed the plaintiff. Where do people come from, like under the rocks in a cave to do this to other people? And only a $100,000 verdict in this case. That's very, very upsetting. All right, in, in Ohio in 2012, $154,000 verdict. A female high school student experienced physical and verbal harassment after classmates sexted nude images of her. The harassment intensified after she appeared on a television segment regarding sexting. She subsequently committed suicide. And the verdict, only $154,000. That should have been multi-millions. I swear, what little kids do to other kids, and then the school itself, the administrators knowing about it, do nothing. These people should be removed. 2016, in Washington State, a verdict of $295,000. A middle school student was harassed by other students for two years with little intervention by school officials. He endured regular name calling, shoving, hitting, and assault. During a social event at the school, a group of students surrounded the victim, then kicked him and hit him in the mouth while another student videotaped it. The victim suffered a bloody nose, bruised ribs, and broken braces in the assault. Nobody in an adult position is there at this school event. Again, fire every one of those jerks who are in positions of authority and astonishing, only $295,000 verdict. Okay, well, I'm going to come back and give you some more of these, but the moral of the story and the reason for doing this show today, if you are a student listening to this, you must act to protect protect yourself. You must do what you can do, and you must have your parents get involved, and you must have the administrators and teachers and counselors act, and you must demand it and scream and yell. Do not put up with this. You don't deserve it. And if you're a parent, goodness gracious, protect your child. I'll be back after the break. Okay, you're going to love this one. This is, I was dead. I didn't know what was going to happen. So in 2008, an Illinois woman, 58 years old, tries to sue the estate of this 18-year-old kid. Wasn't too bright. Uh, Kid, an unfortunate victim of a train accident. So while attempting to catch the train, the, the kid runs across the tracks and he's struck by the train going 70 miles an hour. This is disgusting. This is gross. Portions of the young man's deceased body struck the woman as she waited on a nearby train platform, injuring her shoulder, wrist, and leg. The lower court judge dismissed this case, saying that the young man could not have predicted where his body would strike because he was dead. Get this. 
an appeals court later disagreed and said that it was reasonably foreseeable that a high-speed train could kill someone running on the tracks and send his flying body parts into crowds of waiting passengers. Oh. Okay, it's break time here on the merry-go-round. We want to give you value. So, do you need an attorney for an injury case or a criminal matter or something involving family law? Mr. Samico has the answer for you. Go to our podcast website, www.thelegalmerrygoround.com. Again, that's thelegalmerrygoround.com and click on the referrals tab. Then either fill out the form or call the telephone number where you can leave a detailed message that Mr. Samico will pick up and you'll get a response with a referral to an excellent attorney in your area within eight business hours. And the referral is free, no charge to you for this referral. So again, if you're looking for a lawyer that meets the highest standards, Paul is going to hook you up. And every attorney he refers to meets the highest standards, and Paul has checked them out for you. If you like what you're hearing from him during these shows, you know he's going to take care of you. So go to thelegalmerrygoround.com. And now, back to the show. Okie dokie, we are back for the second half of this Fender Bender Friday edition of the Legal Merry Go Round. I again want to remind you that if you are injured and because of someone else's wrongdoing, seek the services of an attorney because it won't eliminate the wrongdoing, but certainly you might be entitled to compensation. Today's show is about the mistreatment of students. Yes, our kids when they're in school. Do not take this lightly. These have significant long-term consequences for students because they're in their formative years. Even if they're teenagers, our brains do not fully form until our early 20s. Impressions made early on last lifetimes. And again, no amount of money is ever going to fix it, but it certainly is appropriate to take that money and perhaps use it to help the young person uh, maybe get some type of therapy or counseling to overcome what has wrongly happened to them. In the nature of a physical assault in Florida in 2007, there was a $4 million verdict. A 12-year-old little boy assaulted several times by a federal, a fellow student, prompting the bullies, uh, the young man's uh, father, to ask the principal to protect his son. After reporting the incident to the principal, the bully assaulted the student on school grounds again. The student sustained a broken arm and was left with permanent nerve damage. During the trial, the closing argument, the plaintiff's attorney emphasized that the school officials never even apologize and asked the jury to teach the teachers, stating, today's the day that the teachers get taken to the woodshed. 
Yeah, well, they certainly did $4 million. Not only should they have been taken to the woodshed, they should have fired their little behinds. In Baltimore, Maryland in 2013, $45,000 settlement before the trial, a female high school student was beaten up so severely that she required three surgeries. The attacker had a history of bullying this young girl, uh, which was well known by the school. The victim alleged that the school provided insufficient supervision to protect her when the fight broke out. Sure enough, you know, the theme of these is often that the school just is doing very little or nothing. And that's just unacceptable. This is all the way back again in 2013. They recognize this. We'll, let's go up the, uh, uh, up the eastern seaboard to New Jersey in 2012. A jury verdict, 16, 16 excuse me, $16.3 million. 15-year-old student was left a quadriplegic and brain damaged after his 17-year-old classmate severely beat him. The attacker had been suspended from school the day before the beating, but the school nevertheless allowed him back the next morning. Okay, what are we thinking here, New Jersey? Another one in New Jersey, $4.2 million uh, settlement before the jury even got a hold of this. The facts in this case, a 12-year-old student ended up paralyzed from the waist down soon after a bully punched him so hard in the abdomen that a blood clot formed in one of his major arteries and burst when it reached his spine. Prior to the incident, the student had complained to school officials about being bullied, writing emails to the guidance counselor and assistant principal informing them that the bullying had increased, asking for help to figure out coping mechanisms and wanting to create a record in the event that the bullying continued. Complications from this young man's paralysis, including scoliosis, led to 19 surgeries and a complete spinal fusion. He nearly died several times. Out in Colorado, land of the beautiful ski slopes, a settlement of $1.4 million in 2015. Two blind boys, one of whom was also developmentally disabled, were sexually abused by another student at a residential state school for the deaf and blind. Sexual assaults were repeatedly reported to school staff, including principal, who merely documented the incidents. What a moron, but took little action to protect protect the boys from further abuse and didn't report the sexual abuse to the police or other state authorities. The sexual assaults were reported to police approximately two years later. The student accused of assaulting the boys admitted he had sexually assaulted five students at a school in a two-year period and pled guilty. The boys' parents sued the school board and school officials for failing to prevent and respond appropriately to this sexual abuse. Again, $1.4 million back in 2015 out in Colorado. Connecticut, 2006, a jury verdict of only $100,000. Two upperclassmen raped a female freshman student, causing her to suffer sexual harassment at school. One male student barked at her, another threw a tennis ball at her head, 
while others regularly called her slut, bitch, and whore, among other names. The harassment caused her to stop attending classes and to have to sit with a guidance counselor to complete her work. The harassment was so severe that the plaintiff was taken to the emergency room after threatening suicide. The school board and principal were allegedly unresponsive to complaints about the peer harassment. Disgusting, only $100,000. Down in Florida, the sunshine state, right? Not so sunshiny for this young person. 2014, $5.25 million verdict. An 11-year-old student raped a 7-year-old student in the back of a transport van on the way to school and two more times in the school bathroom. $5.25 million. Folks, these incidents deserve, demand these high dollar amounts. In Hawaii, in 2013, $5.75 million, a gang at a public school for the deaf and blind sexually assaulted and terrorized their classmates. The assaults included robberies, gang rapes, and other forms of sexual assault. The school officials knew about the assaults for more than a decade and covered up the acts. <coughs> Excuse me for coughing. I didn't mean to do that. Well, I guess my body decided I had to do it. I apologize. In North Dakota, 2017, a settlement out of court, $399,000. Two former members of the high school football team were sexually harassed in the locker room, including an unspecified incident in the showers and another instance when one victim was forced to perform oral sex. The victims alleged that sexual and other physical harassment was routinely used to haze new members of the football team and also alleged that hazing was rampant in the school's athletic program since over a decade before. Past hazing included stripping players naked, punching them in the genitals, and sodomizing them with broomsticks. Is there no end to the just disgusting behavior of some people? I mean, even little kids, high school kids, they have to know this is wrong. And it's my hope that they are not only being punished civilly with money, the school systems themselves, but that the perpetrators are being put into the criminal justice system. In 2009 in Michigan, an $800,000 verdict was later overturned by a judge, and I'm going to get to that in just a moment. You know, the legal people in our country don't always get it right. My opinion is on this one that this judge really blew it. But let me share with you the facts. A plaintiff was bullied by students for years during his middle and high school uh, time, ultimately withdrawing from school. The harassment included regular taunting with names such as queer, faggot, and man boobs, defacing his locker with a drawing of male genitals inserted into a rectum, an episode in which a student urinated on his clothes, and a locker room assault in which a star baseball player stripped naked, cornered the plaintiff and rubbed his genitals in the plaintiff's face, while another student blocked the exit so plaintiff couldn't escape. Some school officials responded to taunts by 
saying, kids will be kids, it's middle school. Again, get rid of that moron. One teacher even asked the plaintiff, this young man, how did it feel to be hit by a girl? Ugh. Those school officials took some action to try to stop the harassment and discipline some of the harassers, but the harassment continued. So the verdict was overturned by a judge. Here's what the judge said. You go figure out if you think this is right. The judge says, we don't minimize the unfortunate verbal and physical abuse that this young man suffered, but the school district was not deliberately indifferent because additional harassment incurred under new and different circumstances. Does that make sense to you? That's exactly why they went to court, because it continued. Okay, well, so it is. That's the legal system sometimes. It doesn't always do what it should do, in my opinion. In Washington State, a verdict, a judgment of $300,000. Over a five-month period, four upperclassmen exposed their genitals approximately 75 times to a severely developmentally delayed 14-year-old student with Asperger's syndrome. The upperclassmen rubbed and thrust their genitals against the student, chased him with their genitals exposed when he was resisting, and made lewd sexual comments to the plaintiff. The school took little action to end the harassment, even after the student's mother complained to the school officials at least 10 or maybe as many as 12 times. $300,000 in Washington State, clearly not enough. All right, then we have a case in Los Angeles of sexual orientation harassment. 2012 in Los Angeles, a verdict of $1.35 million. Students used anti-Semitic and anti-gay taunts to harass a 14-year-old classmate. While the administrators conducted an investigation, the student attempted suicide in the school bathroom. The victim suffered emotional distress and sued the school for failing to suspend the bullies under its zero tolerance bullying policy. Oh my God, zero tolerance and they let it go on? Just off the charts, unbelievable. 2003 in Michigan, a $1 million settlement before court. Six LGBT students experienced anti-gay harassment over the course of seven years, including physical assaults, anti-gay name-calling, anti-gay vandalism, and anti-gay rumors. School district employees repeatedly ignored uh, or minimized many reports by students that they were being abused because they were gay or perceived to be gay. Some school employees participated in the abuse. Put them in jail. Absolutely, just put them in jail. Last but not least, I want to share a $312,000 settlement before court in 2001 in Pennsylvania. Anti-gay harassment, including physical assault and attempted suicide. The plaintiff experienced verbal and physical harassment from 6th through 10th grade because of his sexual orientation and this caused him to attempt suicide and drop out of school. I just, I, I'm just flabbergasted over what goes on, and it's rampant all over our country. Parents, talk to your kids and teach them what to do and what not to do. Don't let your little bully go out 
to school today, give them over and over and over instructions on, you know, uh, the the moral of uh, treat others the way you'd want to be treated. And if your child is a victim, if your child is a survivor of bullying in any fashion for any reason in school, stand up for your child. I hope that you have the disgust that I have when I was reading these that comes from just even hearing about it. I can't imagine, I just can't imagine the, the, the trauma and the torment of these young students, but the legal system is there. It allows for compensation and hopefully the criminal system of justice in our country is taking those uh, who are responsible into account. I am, again, very appreciative of your listening to me today on Fender Bender Friday edition of the Legal Merry-Go-Round. Please tune back in on Monday when I'll talk about things revolving around the relationships that people get into, marriage, divorce, all that kind of stuff, on the Marital Monday edition of our show. Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for listening to the Legal Merry-Go-Round. We hope you enjoyed our show. Tune in next time to get a better understanding of real-life legal situations.